Hey guys and gals, Vince here from Movie Muggin'. First of all, thank you for checking out this episode. We truly appreciate each and every single listen. If you're new to the show, we highly recommend you go back and listen to our entire catalog for the full immersion Movie Muggin' experience. Number two, this is not a spoiler-free movie podcast. We watch a movie and have a conversation with no planning ahead of time of where it may go, as will be pretty obvious as you continue to listen. And lastly, we say bad words. Sometimes like juveniles just learning how to cuss, and sometimes like the most seasoned sailors. And at times we can be highly inappropriate. Guys, it's just how we roll. So consider this a warning, or an invitation to the most kick-ass father and son movie podcast on the planet. You still there? All right, let's do this in... Three, two, one. I like butt cheeks. Right? Yeah, yeah. There's something really nice about butt cheeks. And after this, dude, I want to try Quaaludes. Welcome to Movie Muggin, the father and son podcast that's never hidden drugs up our ass. <laughs> Yet. Other things, possibly, but <laughs> drugs, no. Dildos, cucumbers, <laughs> live rats. I mean, TMI. I thought we were an open family. Yeah. Well, I'm Vince. <laughs> I'm Jack. And we are a father and son duo who love watching movies, chatting about the movies, and most importantly, spending quality father-son time together. Jack, this is episode number 30. Yeah. Or Trente. Yeah. <laughs> Pantalones. This was supposed to be our Christmas episode, but it's episode 30, man, and that kind of feels like another milestone. I, I wish that we would have planned something special for this episode. Yeah. I mean, I'm here. That's kind of significant. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hello. Hello. And uh, who might you be? My name is Gary. I'm from Oklahoma. You've heard about me. Like, um, big ha- fan. Wa- yeah. Listen to every episode. Ladies and gentlemen, Gary from Oklahoma. Yep. Well, this is really, really exciting. I'm so excited. Gary from fucking Oklahoma. How many times have we mentioned him? How many times has he interacted with us, asked us questions? I was expecting a restraining order at some point. Not going to lie. (laughs) Um, We were real, real close. Really close. Yeah. Well, this is really exciting. Let's, uh, Let's move on to the next segment. Yeah. All right, everybody, it's Lobby Time with Vince, Jack, and Gary. All right, everybody, welcome to the Movie Mug and Lobby. This is a time where we talk about things that aren't necessarily related to the movie, but we still think they're important enough to warrant some airtime. Well, Gary, is it true what they say about Oklahoma? Yes. In every way and form. <laughs> yes. Just a lot of mess. Well, Gary, what, what brings you down here? What brings you to the studio? Well, I was, you know, mowing my lawn like a good citizen does in the dead of winter. You know, I just got to keep it pristine. I got to be that guy in the neighborhood. And a black van drove by and it said candy on the side. <laughs> well, shoot, I have a sweet tooth, guys. And I just, I needed some of that candy. So I went in there and... Next thing I know, there's a bag over my head. I'm laying down for two and a half hours, and then I'm here. I mean, wow! you weren't returning our phone calls. So we didn't really have <laughs> yeah. much of a choice. Eh, I don't mind it. I mean, I can't confirm or deny that we had anything to do with that. <laughs> but the important thing is that you're here. Yeah. Yes. And for those of you who don't know, 
Gary from Oklahoma was the first person to leave us a review on iTunes. Mm-hmm. I was. Suck on it. Mm-hmm. And I hate to put you on the spot, but uh, would you mind reading the review? I would This certainly wasn't to. pre-planned on our part, but uh, here, I, I have a copy of it for you right here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Can you, uh, can you read it with the same passion and, and arousal that you wrote it with? <laughs> well, I don't know if I can do that with you guys here. <laughs> sure you can. All right. The fact that there are people in this world who have not listened to this astonishes me. I have not consumed something so pure since I suckled at my mother's teat. The dynamic duo of Jack and Vince, or Vince and Jack, is the best pair since poutine and Pepto-Bismol. Each night after I am tucked in, do I count sheep? Nay, I count buckets of chicken, each one unique and priceless. A moment never escapes my tireless mind without a thought of movie mugging. Oh, one can only hope this podcast turns into a buffet of endless content. I yearn for more. Damn. When was that posted? I don't know. I think I just came, though. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So can you talk briefly about the personal satisfaction and how your life improved after writing such a great review? Well, I felt really proud of it because I had been writing papers that were just boring. But then I got to write something that I truly was passionate about. It was great. After that, I walked like my hands were swinging in the air. I didn't ca- I didn't have a single worry in the world. How about your credit score? Did it did it immediately go up after leaving Movie Mug and Review? No, it went very, very down. Well, that's going to be edited out, Gary. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want to ride back home, you need to do better than that. The door's over there. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, either one of you got anything else for lobby time? Uh, not particularly. Nope. Mm-hmm. All right, so Gary brings as much to lobby time prepared <laughs> as uh, Jack does. Hey. Well, Gary, since you were so gracious to come down and visit us, would you like to pick today's movie? Oh, I planned on it. If not, I mean, we would have had some words. <laughs> okay. Yeah, get out. This right? is our show, bitch. That's true. Don't you try you, to hide? You're not things. in any position to make demands here. I will Peon. leave a bad review. I don't care. Jack does not give a shit about anything. <laughs> he just doesn't. That's just how he rolls. I already know the answer, but uh, are you excited to be here? Oh, I'm as excited as I was in sixth grade when I found out what my penis did. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to ask you to elaborate on that, if that's okay. I'll elaborate. No, I don't want to tell the story. <laughs> I can elaborate on my story. Of course, Jack will elaborate. So the first time I creamed, oh. I spouted like an oil field thing. I was home alone. I was young. I think the summer before I started middle school. Are we doing this? I is almost, this happening? I, I almost passed this out. This is your father. I almost passed out because I thought that I had done something very wrong. You did? Yeah. I was like, oh my God. What's, I did not. What? Like, what is this? And I was really worried. And then, yep, that's it. <laughs> I probably like play video games. So... <laughs> That should have been told as like a slow jazz, like yeah. someone going in the back. Ooh, I can, yes. yeah. So I spouted like a fountain. I can go back and put some music in that. I guarantee <laughs> I can find something good. So let me just, I don't know why I'm going here, but just let me ask you a question. What was it that was like, hey, I'm going to try this? Did your friends tell you you yeah. got to do this thing? My friends were like, oh, yeah. So I was beating my dick. They were casual about it. And I was like, oh, okay, what? Like, well, why do you do that? And I was like, you know what? One day I'm just going to sit in bed. Look at the ceiling and try it. 
I didn't know what I was doing. Have you ever wondered why his sheets were sticky? <laughs> okay. <sighs> so you decided your first time, I'm just going to look at the ceiling. I, I didn't really know what I was supposed to do. <laughs> I was young, man. I was probably 13, maybe. That's about the time. So one of the most awkward jokes that one of my parents has told me is we were on, you know, the ride at Disney World. That's It's the Toy Story one. You're yanking on a rope to shoot the gun. No. No. Okay. So anyway, there's this ride that the gun has like a little rope and you pull it to shoot. And so you're trying to shoot really fast. So you're just going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And you know what that's like. And I'm sitting by my dad and he leans over and he says, I haven't been this sore since middle school. <laughs> okay. That is not a conversation that I thought I was going to have with my son. And yet I asked more questions. So, What about your first time, old man? Dude, I cannot remember. <laughs> okay. Well. I can remember my last time, though. Oh, oh dude. <laughs> yeah. What time is it? Uh, <laughs> not a fan of you. I know. I'm a fan of both of you. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You know what? That's the thing about Movie Muggin. You know it's going to go south at some point. All right, guys. Well, let's head on back to the podcast studio slash viewing room, and Gary will unveil today's movie. So, today's movie came out in 2013. It has a rating on IMDb of 8.2 out of 10, okay. 79% on Rotten Tomatoes. 93% of Google users suck this movie's cock. Mm. Um, mm. So the Mormon mothers said that the movie had an inappropriate moment. Shocker. During they did the shocker? <laughs> no. Oh! <laughs> you know what that is? <laughs> no. Two of the pink, one of the stink. Mm-hmm. I saw donuts shaped like that. What? It was shaped like yes, two of the I've pink, one of the stink, <clears throat> and two, the two fingers were... Like strawberry donut, and the pinky finger was chocolate glazed. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow. I love the world. Yeah. <laughs> so the movie was is rated R. The Mormon mother said that during a celebration on a yacht, two women are seen holding a flag, which they drop, revealing full frontal nudity. <laughs> the camera pans over to a naked woman's backside while dancing, giving a close-up nice. view of her butt cheeks. <laughs> which this is an important part which but, are spread slightly oh <laughs> several wow. other women come out fully nude and two of them start kissing each other dang gary welcome to the show man. Yep. we're glad to have you yep. you're replacing vince i like butt cheeks right yeah yeah, yeah. there's something yeah. really nice about butt cheeks <laughs> yeah it depends on whose butt cheeks they are i mean but that's the best part of the butt right like the crack, it's not like, oh, look at that crack. I want that crack. Yeah. But butt cheeks, well, man. What, well, there's two parts. Well, three. <laughs> crack, hole, and cheeks. Cheeks are best. Yes, of yes, course. Yes. So let's let's rank the butt. So we got, <laughs> my ranking would be cheeks. Then, then got, hole? No, I'm going to go crack. I, I don't really want anything to do with the hole. Well, you want to just hot dog mine it? <laughs> <laughs> you need what something better show, in there. What has this show turned into? <laughs> <laughs> middle Gosh, school man. A locker room talk i know wow <laughs> it took you a second to get it too i was like come on come on come on oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's probably like a whole category called hot dogging on like pornhub ah <sighs> well i'm sure you would know <laughs> yeah gary told me y'all are around the same age aren't you i would say so yeah i think i'm a little more older and mature though yeah i would disagree wholeheartedly 
don't know. I feel like my name, Gary, just sounds mature <laughs> and like I'm going through midlife crisis. So I it think sound- I got you beat on age there. It sounds like you're like, you'd be like 56 or something like that, named Gary. Oh, yeah. I get the meat sweats when I see a piece of pork. <laughs> Gross. You're, Is that a euphemism for something else, or what's going on there? You, your back no. and shoulders are hairier than the top of your head. So what are we doing here? Are we watching a movie? What? So today on our movie, we're also breaking a movie mugging record. Did you most... say movie mugging? Oh, he did. Kindly leave. I'm sorry. Movie mugging record with 569 f words you have got to be kidding he asked me what the record was earlier and it was like 298 or 299 we're shattering the record oh my gosh (laughs) i mean i'm really excited to see this movie first i get to see full frontal nudity get to see some spread butt cheeks (laughs) and i get to hear 569 fuck words 569 which also nice yeah, that, ends in the 69. That is incredible. Oh, this movie broke, like, records. It has the most F-words ever. How how long's the movie? Did you tell us that? I saved that till the end because I'm a little bit... It's, it's a little long. That's It's uh, three hours. Holy shit. Okay. But I promise it keeps you, like, engaged it the better. whole time. I mean, because if it was just an hour and a half, it'd be fuck, 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 fuck. I can't believe the Mormon mothers sat through it. I would think after about 260, they would have been like, hey, let's go. Let's go long dress shopping. <laughs> let's go buy some, some ankle length jean skirts. All right. So today's movie is The Wolf of Wall Street. Another Leonardo DiCaprio movie, yep. if I'm not uh, mistaken. It's been a movie that I've wanted to see. Margot Robbie's boobies. Margot Robbie's in it? Yeah. Yeah. See your yeah. boobies. Yeah, you do. That's the only scene I've seen in the movie, if that tells you anything. So Margot Robbie is uh, Harley Quinn, right? Yeah. Yes. Of the of Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I see you looking up. I think she looks like a nice young lady. She looks very good in this movie. Oh, I know. This was her like really like breakout movie, too. Let's let's get to this. Let's uh, go ahead and take a movie mug and pause. <laughs> All right, we are back after watching 2013's The Wolf of Wall Street. Another Leonardo DiCaprio, Martin Scorsese film, just mm-hmm. like uh, last week's episode. All right, well, let me try to give it a quick 50-cent tour. This was a three-hour movie. A yeah. lot of shit happened. It's another one of those rise to glory and then hit rock bottom type of movies, which we, we watch a lot. It's a stockbroker's rise to greatness. Even though he didn't necessarily get there the honorable way. Illegal. And then it's his fall from grace right into the arms of the FBI. Mm -hmm. And just everything in between of a crazy life. And we're going to get into that here shortly. But let me read the Internet's version. In 1987, Jordan Belfort, which was played by Leonardo DiCaprio, takes an entry-level job at a Wall Street brokerage firm. By the early 1990s, while still in his 20s, Belfort founds his own firm, Stratton Oakmont. Together with his trusted lieutenant Jonah Hill and a merry band of brokers, Belfort makes a huge fortune by defrauding wealthy investors out of millions. However, while Belfort and his cronies partake in a hedonistic brew of sex, drugs, and thrills, the SEC and the FBI close in on his empire of excess. Mm-hmm. I want to focus in on the hedonistic brew of sex, drugs, and thrills. Holy shit. Quaaludes. There was so, so much. Like, I'm surprised this guy didn't OD. At the very, yeah. yeah, no doubt. But at the very beginning, 
it was one of those that it showed his life and how crazy it was, and then it kind of flashed back. And so one of the first shots that I remember seeing, he's with a hooker. Is he blowing cocaine into her asshole? Is that what was going on? I think on? he's snorting it off her ass cracker out of her he, asshole. He put it in his mouth. It looked like he was blowing her butt up like a balloon. Yeah, he had a glass crack pipe looking thing, and it was in her asshole, and he was either sucking really hard or blowing. I think he was blowing. So I'm thinking, well, is he blowing? That makes no sense. I know. Wait, you know if, he, if he blows cocaine into the hooker's ass, that means that like... Maybe well, that's like, what he was doing. It'll be a faster reaction. Like if you get butt drunk, it's real quick. <laughs> what? Yeah, butt chug. Everyone fucking knows that. What? Help it's me out. common knowledge that if you butt chug alcohol, it hits you way faster than if you drink it. Um. Okay. What? What is so seriously if, a, a butt chug? Explain. Okay, that. so it's like a you know what a beer bong is. It's like what Stevo did. If you want to do it like that, otherwise you could probably just pour it into your ass. So you, you probably got to get the lip of the bottle into your ass for it to go okay you have a tube with a funnel and the end without the funnel is inserted into the ass and then you pour beer through the funnel this is the voice the of experience right now i can tell yeah, <laughs> yeah it's what steve-o did you get a beer bong put the end up your ass why hit, teenagers and college students will do anything if it, if it hits w- you faster then i wouldn't even flinch if i saw that Really? <laughs> you wouldn't flinch if you saw that? No, I've seen weird stuff, oh, dude. I thought you meant like you wouldn't flinch at the idea of doing it. And I was like, yeah, I probably wouldn't do no, it. No, I wouldn't do it in a way. But if I if I saw it, I'd probably be like, dude, yeah! And really? wait for the guy to get up and give him like a high five or something. I would be like, I'm leaving this party <laughs> immediately. These are people I cannot hang with. And after this, dude, I want to try Quaaludes. Yeah, I kind of do too. I knew yeah. him. He was like... Oh my gosh, that's my favorite scene. We'll go over it later. You got to think about it. Quaaludes are so rare. If you're presented with an opportunity to take Quaaludes, you have to. It's never going to come again. <laughs> yes. If you got the hookup, moviemogan at gmail.com yeah. or slide into our DMs and. We won't pay you, but we'll give you a shout out. And then we'll do an episode on Quaaludes. <laughs> 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 I know, right? He he took some quaaludes, and as soon as he started kicking in, he could not talk anymore. And he do that again. <laughs> Don't get off your phone. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Like you could sort of tell what he was saying because one syllable, like half a syllable of each word, would come out correctly. It was a struggle. So he had different like stages during his quaalude consumption. So he would start with like a party phase. And then he'd go into like a slur phase. Mm-hmm. And so he hadn't found the final stage. So well, there's when he a took drool this, phase too. Oh, yeah, there's a drool phase. But then he went, when he took the limits, he went straight into a cerebral palsy phase and he just couldn't move. That's what he called it. Yeah. yeah. So DiCaprio, he starts out and the, the first guy who hires him, he's like, you're a peon, you're a piece of shit, stuff like that. Brings him in. You're going to make phone calls all day. Number one, this room that they're in, there's like 100 people. And they're right next to each other, and their job is to get on the phone and like yell. I wouldn't even want to walk into a place like that. I can't even imagine trying to have a phone conversation with somebody. If Jack was talking to me and I was on the phone as well, I couldn't understand who's on the phone at no. all. I have to yeah. have a one-on-one, like a silent room, almost to even like have a clear conversation with someone on the phone. It, it gave me anxiety the thought of being in that room. But then the great Matthew McConaughey takes him under his wing, mm-hmm. and they go out to lunch. 
The first introduction to drugs in the movie. It's funny that that was like his his starting point, and it was also the first time he encountered cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it almost correlated to each other. They Ma- got the whole talk with Matthew McConaughey. He's like, how could you do this job sober? Like, it's impossible. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to give you advice. Number one, how many times you jack off? Oh, two, three, four times a week. Okay, you're going to need to move up to twice a day. You're going to need to do cocaine. You're going to need to jack off all the time. He's like, I jack off tw- at least twice a day. McConaughey's character was awesome. I was so sad <laughs> yeah. that he wasn't in it very he, after that. He had very a long. ten minute part but, in a three hour movie. So he goes to this really expensive restaurant with him, and all these fancy people are around, and and McConaughey's just snorting coke, <laughs> yeah. and he's just beating on his chest like humming this song like some. Ow! Wow! When he did the haul, like that kills me every and, time. And DiCaprio's just sitting there, dude. I would have been so embarrassed, man. I would, I would have been like, you know what? Uh, I appreciate the opportunity, Mr. McConaughey, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go work at uh, Cheddar's. Matthew McConaughey also is a professor at the University of Texas. Man. I know, right? Could you imagine his class? He is. Yeah, in the film department. Oh, I was like, what does he teach? Yeah. That thing has to be batshit crazy. Oh man, I would take it. I would, I would totally too. take it. He he walks in. He's like, "All right, all right, all right, class. Like, Here's what we're gonna asses. learn today. I'm gonna beat on my bongos while I'm naked, and I'm gonna <laughs> give you a grade for it. And snort some coke too. Heck yeah. Do you think that anybody's ever like tried to coordinate the class to start like the beating, like the under chest? Oh my god, I, I would imagine all sorts of stuff is going on in there. Yeah. DiCaprio gets his, I guess, real stockbroker license on the day that the stock market crashes in 1987. And then he loses his job immediately, and he's trying to find another job. He finds a penny stockbrokers. I guess I don't really know a whole lot about it. I guess it's companies that their stock stocks aren't worth anything. Basically, it's literally worth pennies, and so they're just trying to get footing in the stock market. What do you so they come at a low value, so you get more commission on it, and so that's why he went into it because you get fifty percent as opposed to the two percent in big stocks. And then he like found a loophole and was getting a shit ton of money, like really big deals with half commission. So they're rich as fuck. Well, he's a lying salesman. I, yeah. I, I can't stand salesmen anyway. I was a salesman for like 14 years and I had a really hard time being that. And shoving bullshit down someone's throat like a full trash can? I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I worked with people who did it all the time and they made a ton of money. And one of them was my boss. And some of the people in here kind of reminded me of my boss. And, and you remember the times that I, I thought was you were doing talking that. about the studio. And I was like, which one, which one of us? No, I'm, I'm the movie. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm, I'm talking about like the one. Yeah, because you're always on your phone. Yeah. Because this is when I was growing up. This is when there was a young Jack who is still pure, mm-hmm. if you can believe it. Uh, yeah, I remember you were on your phone, and I remember you hated work. You hated your job. Yeah, I did. And, and, I, I, and I hated my boss. terrible. My boss, oh, man, it's just hard. He, like he was not charming? No, man, he was one of those guys that dressed really nice and had, like, $200 cufflinks, and, I mean, just <laughs> just spent ridiculous money. Wasted money. Took customers to Vegas all the time, and he was just, ugh. That's, Wait, so, did any of your coworkers do cocaine? Yes. <laughs> did you do cocaine? I did not do cocaine. <sighs> My boss did cocaine. Okay. The guy right underneath him did cocaine. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure most of the people there... Like consistently? Yeah, pretty consistently. It's almost like a status symbol of the rich. And they were just yeah. playing the game, man. They were driving the nicest cars. They had huge houses. He came in one day. He was like, yeah, 
I got my patio furniture arriving today. I spent $5,200 on it. I'm like, why? $5,200 for lawn chairs? Who the fuck sits out on their patio that much? He had one of those driveways where there was a fountain in it. And I mean, just because he could, I guess. (laughs) But I'm starting to get some PTSD. So we got to move on from that because that that was a rough job for me. And and it was rough being around people like that because that is 0% me. I was I was out of my league there, but nobody came here to hear that. Yeah. So let's yeah, talk we'll about cut that out. Let's talk about care. the hedonism. Let's talk about all the the booze, the sex, the the drugs. The why why would you fuck so many hookers? Okay, number one, how did Jordan Belford not die from an overdose? Number two, how did this guy not die from some STI or STD? Chances are the dude probably got crabs a couple times or something <laughs> yeah, like that. I mean, herpes. Yeah, but. Uh, you know, I guess he just he just got lucky. Yeah, and I mean, how did he not overdose on hooker pussy? <laughs> he had so much of it. I will never understand why he had to get so much pussy. Like, wh- like why? Okay, he, he he said he was a sex addict. Well, why did he sex addict with Margot Robbie? He, he made himself a sex addict. He was just he was an addict. Period. He was addicted to money. Yeah. He was addicted to power. He was addicted to drugs. He was addicted, addicted to, to sex. being a complete idiot. He just had an addictive personality, and he and he he lived that life. And he, I can't believe he only paid three years for making the dumbest decision I've ever seen in a movie. And this is based on a true story. That is crazy, which too. is stupid as fuck. Like, so he had this option to leave the company and he'd pretty much be okay he had 20 million dollars in a swiss bank account plus whatever he had in the states yeah he would have been just fine but instead no i'm gonna stay and now i'm gonna go to prison for three years and be broke Woo! i think it was a power thing and i think he just gives a fuck about power when you're gonna go to prison and who wants to work if they don't have to I, I get it, man. He it's, could have left and never had to work. Another at what day point in his do you life. get out of that, too? Like, at what point do you say I have enough money? If you have over twenty million dollars, just stop. It wasn't about that. It go any, somewhere. It wasn't about that anymore. He had that personality. Look, dude, that guy's not going to retire and raise grandkids. That's not in his well, DNA. Yeah, because his, his kids got taken from his, him. His DNA <laughs> is go, 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 go. Get the money. Get the and pussy. The get the drugs. How much of that's the, the coke? <laughs> well, yeah. that's true also. That, oh, it was so good. The drug stuff was so good. Let's talk about Jonah Hill. Oh. Please, let's not. <laughs> Please. So, so Jonah Hill walks up on Leo one day, and Leo's got his Jaguar outside, and he's in a restaurant. And he's like, hey, man, we live in the same building. Uh is that your car out there? Uh, what kind of job do you have? How much money do you make? He's just asking all these crazy questions. And Leo's like, I made $70,000 last month. And he was like, get the fuck out of here. And he's like, no, 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 I did. And he's like, quit fucking with me. And he's like, you show me a paycheck proving that and I'll quit my job right now. Boom. He did. He quit his job. That's one thing about DiCaprio. He loved taking people under his wing and letting them make money too. That's, that's what he did with Jonah Hill. And Jonah Hill's character kind of became his right-hand man, and he, he was pretty wheels off. <laughs> I I liked him at first. At first, as in when they smoked crack. That was funny. <laughs> and before Jonah Hill became the complete never-stops-talking-loudmouth asshole, the biggest asshole I've ever seen in a movie. No. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was an asshole. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. He was just, like, so big and annoying. He didn't bother me that much. I, I mean, I didn't like him, but... Also, it seemed pretty on par with with the stock exchange. Like, it was very it was believable. Point. It was very... And that's the thing. You know when an actor's character makes you feel a certain way that it's supposed to, 
then they're doing a good job. And it's not that I don't like Jonah, but his character was just, oh, so, which was how it needed to he be. He did make my blood boil. He did, yeah. yeah. Did you like Leo? Yes. I the, loved The him. whole time? Uh, yes. Oh, not except when, except when the obvious part. When he made the stupid when decision. When he started beating up Margot Robbie. Oh, well, yeah. You can't do that. No, of course not. Okay, I liked him, but every he, decision he did that affected Margot Robbie in a me- negative way made me upset. I guess I had a hard time with Leo because he reminded me so much of my ex-boss. I don't know. I, I wasn't really comfortable with him the whole time because it was like, man, he's fucking people over. And I never <laughs> yeah. did that, man. I treated my customers well. I never screwed anybody. And I hated the fact that, that people did. They were just like Leo DiCaprio. More and more and more. Don't give a shit about you guys. It's all about the money. They're just, yeah, taking money. And so that was hard for me. You know, I, I don't mind rooting for the bad guy. I love rooting for I mean, for the I, bad guy. I rooted for Walter White and Breaking Bad the whole time. And he was a horrible person selling meth and just it's not that bad. Say my name. Yeah, right. You know, I have no problem rooting for a bad guy, but I had a hard time rooting for Leonardo DiCaprio. I think the one thing that like helped helped me like more so be apt to root for him like i I didn't necessarily wasn't a huge like advocate like yeah i want you to succeed i was more of like i just want to see where this goes it was just i got so caught up in all the drugs and just the crazy shit they did Mm -hmm. i forgot that they were being terrible people too i I just liked watching them do drugs and mess around and and they were just riding high like i i loved the first half of the movie and the second half like i wish i could wipe my memory like i just wish they never had the horrible, realistic stuff happen to them because of stupid decisions. Like, I would have liked this movie a hell of a lot better if it was just unrealistic. We, we've we said that many times about movies that we've watched. That's oh, we love the high, we love the rush. I and- can't do the low. It makes it a good movie. It's what makes it whole. And realistic. And I, I just can't do it. It's It's too hard. So the parties they had, I'm thinking in particular the one at that big place where he met Margot Robbie. And they're taking quaaludes, and they're knocking beer off the banisters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Would you want to party with those guys? No. Would, would that be a comfortable place for you to be? No. No. Yeah. No like, way. Wait, like, hold on. If it's like the same thing, and I kind of know people, I would walk in and see what's happening. But I don't think I. I would not get belligerently fucked up. So Leonardo DiCaprio is is living the high life, and he's just so arrogant and thinks nothing can touch him. He's spending money like crazy. He's got a helicopter. He's got mansions. He's got this huge yacht. And then the FBI comes on his boat one day, and he's just arrogant. I loved that scene. I thought he was like, they like the cops were assholes to him, like he was some mass murdering terrorist. You keep getting mad that they were mean to him and stuff. He were, was a criminal. Well, they, they he didn't he just took money. But think about it. He took money from people that didn't have money to spare. Well, obviously they did, and they bought into some <laughs> easy-to-see-through bullshit, so... Preying on the weak is pretty despicable. It, it's despicable, but also, like, are all the weak people with no money also stupid? I think anybody can be sold at the right time by a really good schmoozer or salesman. So... Leo does fall from grace. The FBI swoops in and basically gives him a deal if he will give up his friends. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want to do it, but at the same time, Leo's all about Leo. And so he agrees to wear a wire so he'll only get like maybe four years instead of 20. He wore the wire, but then he tipped off his friend Jonah Hill. The FBI found out about it, arrested him, 
and then Leo sang like a canary, and basically all the guys ended up getting busted, and he only got three years. Mm-hmm. Which, Except for Jonah. It didn't show him get busted. What do you do in that position? Do you sing? It depends on... To keep your ass out of jail? It depends on who I'm with and how much part I had in it. All right. You're with me and Gary, and we've yeah, been doing some shady shit, who's and, the, and, and you're about to go down How for, much did I do? Because it's like, it's the same shit. Like, you're facing 20 personal years or us all getting five years. No, we can all get five years. I'm not going to. You're going to snitch? Snitches get stitches, bitch. Yes, I'm not going to go to jail for 20 years. That's fucked up. So you're going to fuck us over. Well, five years isn't that bad. When it was all your idea. I'm your son. Do you want me to go to jail for 20 years? You were the ringleader. Gary and I wouldn't even been in this if it wasn't for you bringing us in. Yeah, if your dumb decisions didn't get caught. Okay, I was not told I was the ringleader. We didn't even know we were doing anything illegal. Yeah, what the fuck, Jack? Fuck. Fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) And there's brass knuckles in this frame. (laughs) It's the second time you threaten us with that. All right, uh, favorite parts? Definitely when he took the lemon quaaludes that are like 15 years old, and like him and Jonah were taking them, they weren't doing anything, and so they kept taking more and more, and then Leonardo got a call uh, from his dad, like, you can't talk, I can't talk to you on this phone, they have it tapped, go to a payphone. So he drives to a payphone, and in the middle of talking to his dad about the really important thing, he just starts speaking gibberish. And he like that's when he goes into the, the cerebral palsy phase, and he's just on the ground. He can't like use his muscles right, so he can't stand up. And he got a call from his wife saying that Jonah Hill was on the phone with the Swedish guy, and the phones might have been tapped. And the phone phones were tapped. Could and, you imagine being that FBI guy listening to Jonah Hill? Talk? And he he gave everything up. He's like, "Yeah, you're supposed to have two million for me, but it's late or whatever." He's like talking about that. And so Leonardo's like, like desperately, like dragging himself like a snail, like not even picking his head up, crawling on the ground. And he gets in his car and drives away. And it's like, oh, and I, I, luckily I didn't kill myself, anyone else, or hurt the car. And then later he gets arrested, uh, and they, the cops take him out, and it shows the car's all fucked up, real bad. Is a nice Lambo. Yeah, those ludes were old, and so they didn't kick in extended release until later, and then they all kicked in at the same time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, dude was on the ground; he couldn't he couldn't move. He, he was had to crawl in everywhere. Yeah, that was a pretty funny scene. It was funny. Yeah, I think my favorite part, <laughs> for whatever reason, man he he had like a stage and a mic in front of the whole company. Where he would just go up and get on the mic sometimes yeah. and just start talking just and giving motivational speeches and stuff. He would walk in like to clock in or whatever, and people would just start clapping and move out of his way. Yeah. Like, you think cool. he clocked in? No, he's a CEO. <laughs> he doesn't have to clock in. No, but there was there was one time where, I don't remember, there was some kind of special occasion. He got on the mic in front of everybody. Everybody started listening. He, he said something like, well, you just made $28 million in five minutes or something. And then he threw all the papers in the air. And then this band comes in and starts playing all these guys in their underwear playing. It's a marching band. And then all these strippers and hookers come running in and it's just mad chaos. <laughs> what a crazy place to work. It's like a cult. They worship him yeah. like he's a cult leader. And he like kind of was. Second coming. I forgot about that part. Probably my, my actual favorite part is when it went over the rules that he had to instate in the office because it got so crazy. The no uh, fucking in the bathroom rule. Yeah. <laughs> there was a little sign that 
and it showed him banging and it just kind of had one of those circles with a line through it. No yeah. banging or no fucking in the restroom while a guy was fucking a girl in the yeah. restroom. It was just a crazy, crazy place to work. I'm pro all those things, but I just wouldn't want to work at a place like that. That you're, would be you're weird. You're pro anti-fucking? No, I, I'm pro fucking in the bathrooms. I'm, I'm, I'm pro sniffing cocaine off some hookers, but I'm all for that. But I don't think I could work at a place like that. Yeah, it'd be very high energy, high anxiety. <laughs> That's oh. what the cocaine's for. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I may have to change my favorite part. <laughs> when Leo decided he was going to hire Jonah Hill, they oh. worked together for a while. And Jonah Hill's like, hey, man, I got a surprise for you. He's like, what? He's like, come, come back and I'll show you. He's like, well, what, man? Come out back. And they sat in this little weird little closet or booth or something like that. And uh, Jonah pulls out a crack pipe and he's mm-hmm. like, let's smoke some crack. And Leo's like, no, man, I, I, no, I'm not going to smoke crack. And he, and he finally takes the hit of crack. And it just, <laughs> I mean, it made me want to smoke crack afterwards. Yeah. It was like, he, he was just, like, whoa. Let's go on a run. Oh, He's like, let's go run like lions. Yeah. Oh, that was a really funny part. Lions and tigers and bears. Yeah. All right. Bucket of chicken time. I think I'm going to have to give it to Leonardo. Uh, he was he did a great performance, especially when he was on any kind of drugs. It was so convincing that those drugs are just coursing through his body. Like when he took cocaine, he would just turn red and like veins popping and yelling and stuff and being real fast about things and real rash. And whenever he took all those quaaludes and then finally did get home, uh, Jonah Hill like was choking and was going to die. And so Leonardo just reaches in the kitchen cabinet and gets the emergency stash of cocaine, <laughs> well, sniffs all of it, and then like breaks out of his thing and saves him. Well, he was badass. Popeye the Sailor Man was on TV, <laughs> oh, I, and yeah. Popeye reached for his spinach and ate his spinach, and then his muscles got real big, and he went to save the day, and Leo <laughs> took that, and he was like, okay, I, I can do that. He went and got a vial of cocaine, took it, and kind of became his own Popeye and yeah. saved the day. <laughs> he did. It was awesome. It was awesome. My bucket of chicken, I loved Matthew McConaughey in this. <laughs> he was awesome. I'm really sad that he didn't spend any more time in it. I, I think if he would have, he probably would have got my bucket of chicken. I, I don't know. Maybe not. But Leo, he was fantastic in this. He sold it so well. He he just he played the part just, just like he always does, man. That dude is phenomenal. I, I don't think I've ever seen a movie with him in it where I thought, wow, that was bad. Because he made you love him for his like false sense of generosity almost. Like, he tried to make other people money while taking others, you know? But then, like, he made you love him for that, but then also, like, you had that kind of overarching, like, this is just wrong. <laughs> yeah, in, in the end, I gotta give it to Leo. He's just a fantastic actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Leo, you get my bucket of chicken. It's definitely Leo. Okay. The, yeah, he deserves three buckets of chicken. Like, he, he mm-hmm. knows he does. Like, I know in the back of his mind right now, he's like, dang, I really... I'm glad I won those three buckets of chicken. <laughs> well, yeah, he won one last week. Jack gave yeah. him one from uh, Gangs of New York. So he's won the most buckets of chicken in uh, movie mugging history. That's cool. Did you notice the nine million F-words in this? No. not No, honestly. I think a lot of it was because there were a lot of people in the background just screaming, fuck you, fuck this. <laughs> Maybe. Like, like I said in the beginning, it goes in one ear out the other. It's just like I'm hearing a normal sentence. I don't hear curse words anymore. All right. Anything else? Oh, we got ratings. 
Yeah, that's true. God, <laughs> I, I've been forgetting stuff. All right, <laughs> score time. 92. 92? I'm going to go 85. I, I enjoyed the movie. I didn't love, love the movie. So that's where I am. My This one's hard because it it's... I mean, it checked a lot of your boxes. Lots and lots of boobs. Yeah. Boobs don't make a movie, though. What about your favorite movie of all time? Titties, titties, let's get out the titties or whatever. <laughs> yeah, okay. Margot Robbie I'll, was naked in this. I know. Several times. I th- I'm just going to have to give an 80. An 80? I was between 79 and 81. I was really, really excited. I thought in my head or whatever, I think I said it to Gary. I was like, this is on track to be number one. You were telling me when they're still on the ascent to greatness he was like dang this is great like this might be one of my favorite movies so far and i was like yeah i picked a good one and then it just like tanked kind of not not tank tanked i still gave it an 80 but it just like it got less interesting and less fun to watch as the movie went on it gets harder and harder for me especially when i'm groomed to like this person so much for an hour and a half and then I get to watch them basically get beat up and shat on for another hour and a half. I like I just I can't do that. It's hard. I I typically have a hard time with these movies too because it's so fun to watch people yeah. rise to the top. And I just wish I could just watch someone at the top, <laughs> but it makes the movie unfulfilling. I don't know. Somebody make one one day, like a quick rise to the top, and then just them living that life the whole time. Wait, have you guys ever seen Pursuit of Happiness with Will Smith? No, no. You guys would like if you like a rise to the top. That's a good one. But I want to rise to the top with drugs and alcohol and sex and all that stuff. Like, and like, they never fall down. Like, there's a movie called Blow with Johnny Depp, and he kind of became the king of cocaine in the 80s. Hmm. And his rise to the top was so much fun to watch. But then the second half was just his fall, and it just became depressing. It was like it two movies. Some, yeah, this was two movies. All in all, I'll probably never watch this movie again. One, because it was, it was really long. It's a, dead, it's a commitment. And two, it just like, I just started, it started losing me a little bit. That's okay. It didn't lose, lose me, but I started going like, uh, like, I don't even want to see what's next. I already know he's going to get arrested. That is true. They could have made the, the, his downfall a little bit quicker. They made it a little bit longer than I think it needed to be. Like we got the point and he was fucked. I I did enjoy it. I I enjoyed this movie. Yeah. So I enjoyed this movie. Shows I enjoyed it. Okay. Anything else? Mm -mm. No. All right. Well, did you have a good time, Gary? I did. I had a lot of fun. Well, we appreciate you coming down. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, I don't know how I'm going to get back because I don't really have a car. Are you guys going to re-kidnap me and take me back? Or are you Anyway, thanks for uh, <laughs> tuning in to Movie Muggin. If you have any questions, you can email us at moviemuggin at gmail.com. I'm sorry. Were you saying something, Gary? You know what? I'm just, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna leave it. Uh, if you'd like to keep up with us, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Movie Muggin. Of course, you can email us anytime, moviemuggin at gmail.com. If you wouldn't mind, head on over, subscribe, review. Just like Gary, you heard how much better his life became after he reviewed us. My life is significantly better. We d- we do appreciate you coming. Well, thanks for having me. We we definitely had fun. Jack and I will discuss if we'll have you back, and yeah, we'll we will uh, we'll let you know at yeah. some point. Okay. All right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in, and we will catch you next time on Movie Muggin. No 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 no. Do I look sexy?